to Quality Time, a podcast designed to support Nebraskan providers through their journey with Step Up to Quality. I am your host, Colleen Schmidt. Get ready to listen as we prepare to elevate each other as we step up to quality. Welcome back, everyone. Today on the podcast, we are chatting with my partner in crime, (laughs) coach, observer, and our class state anchor, Tracy Strasdas. And we also have a dedicated director joining us, Kelsey Schnorr is a director at St. John Early Learning Center, serving the community and surrounding communities of Battle Creek, Nebraska. So yay, welcome Tracy, welcome Kelsey. Thanks for having us, Colleen. You bet. So our topic today is the whole body classroom training. And we really wanna talk about how it can help you serve the children in your care. So before we jump into kind of the how it can help, I want to talk to Tracy a bit about the why, like why you and I were the ones on the uh, front line developing this training. You actually approached me with this idea. So tell our listeners a little bit about why we developed it and kind of how that journey started. Thanks, Colleen. Um, I always enjoy being on these podcasts with you to talk about subjects we're both very passionate about. So when we think about the whole body classroom, it's really a series of three different trainings that build upon one another. Um, Each of the series is four hours in length, which ends up being a total of 12 hours of professional development for those that come through it. So um, it is a big big deal. It's a big commitment to Um, It is out of hours. So the idea of this training came up a few years ago. I was actually at a coach meeting and I was presenting some different resources and websites that coaches could utilize while working with programs. And after that meeting, I was approached by Lori Samino and she asked me like, hey, how do you feel about developing a training? And I really kind of paused for a second and I thought, well, I told her I feel pretty good about that. And I asked her what she had in mind. And her response to me was, you know, just best practice. (laughs) So I uh, left that meeting and as I was driving home, I had lots of thoughts going through my mind. And honestly, the best one that I had was, you know what, you know what I need to do? I I need to call Colleen. (laughs) So I called you and asked if you were interested in kind of helping me develop something. And of course you were. So we started brainstorming and that's where it really began. We both knew there was already so many trainings already offered that are really specific to one topic and or one of the observation tools that are used in the step up to quality ratings. Um, While all of those trainings we know are fantastic, they're very beneficial to those that come through them, but we really, we wanted to cover it all. (laughs) We had so many ideas and we brainstormed and we kind of started putting this together. And I remember us thinking we could do that in just a four hour training (laughs) and how quickly uh, we realized that was not going to happen and it turned Turned into so much more. So we really wanted to develop something that all early childhood educators could relate to. The idea behind the whole body classroom is to share stories, share ideas, and share simple strategies that teachers and providers can implement almost immediately in their settings. Um, as we do these trainings, we really remind people some of this is just really validating for them as we start talking about these different pieces of the series, but it's also a really good reminder for us. Um, sometimes we get just so caught up in the hustle and bustle of the day that we forget about some of these strategies 
strategies that we talk about in the series. So Colleen, you were part of developing this. Like, why don't you talk a little bit about the three parts of the series? Yeah, I love that you brought up how when we first developed it, we were like, oh, this is a four hour training. And then we tried to do it and we're like, nope, this is a 12 12 hour training with three parts. So we had to really kind of brainstorm what were the three main components that would help organize best practice for early childhood providers and supporting young children and families. But before I want to even dive into kind of the nitty gritty of how it's organized and what those three parts are, something special that came from developing this training and then actually using it is the level of community outreach that we've been able to form across the state. A lot of the trainings that we started to do were via Zoom. Once the pandemic, you know, that was never, ever the intent. Really, when we designed this, it was with the idea of uh, being able to give these trainings in person for four hour chunks at a time. That was kind of the, and now it looks so different. We are able to chunk it out in two hours each little session for six sessions, 12 hours total. It is a huge commitment on the behalf of the people attending. It's a big, big commitment. But the big gift that I wasn't expecting to show up was how we are able to have outreach with other providers across the state who we usually wouldn't be able to interact and brainstorm and kind of have this community with. So to me, that's been the biggest like surprise special part of the training. I love that part of it that, and I don't know that that would have happened if we wouldn't have started doing these on Zoom the way we do, so. I agree with you, Colleen. And one of the parts of the training that I love the most when we do present this, and like you mentioned, so pandemic kind of forced us into Zoom and it's been a great thing because we are reaching so many people. I think at this point, I mean, hundreds of all of you early childhood educators have come through this training and it really is that way to reach those people all across the state. And I think the cool part about that is, is we're really intentional, Colleen, when we put people into breakout groups during that training, we want you to share your ideas with each other. We give you that opportunity. And so it's a way to talk to your peers in different areas of the state and get those different ideas and be able to, you know, really form a community within our state as well of working together rather than working against one another. So sharing those ideas and really hearing those stories from everyone, I think is very beneficial to all that come through. You know, every time we do a different cohort or group or session, we always like to remind everybody that you are the experts of your kids and your community and of what you do. And it does feel very validating to gather with like-minded people who also do similar things to what you do and be able to just share and kind of spitball ideas and share resources. And it's just been really fun. I love how it's turned out. I love, love, love the amount of folks that we've been able to have graduate whole body classroom. It's just been a lot of fun. So if we're talking nitty gritty, as Trace, as you mentioned, it really is now this three part series. So the heart of relationships is the first part of the series. And this is where I think it feels most validating as an early childhood professional. Like it's stuff that you know that you want to intentionally do. We talk a lot about, you know, how do you build community 
in your with the kids and families in your care? How do you intentionally build positive relationships? How do you create these spaces where everyone feels seen, welcome, a part of? And how do you really support giving kids voice and choice? Which, you know, Trace, that's my soapbox. I love talking about the voice and choice. Um, but I think the heart is probably the most validating. So that's part one. Part two, we really talk about the spine. And we mention even in that training often how if you're a human, which we are, which we are, uh, if I don't have a spine, I can't stand, I can't sit, I'm jelly. It's kind of, you know, everything falls apart. And that's the same with interacting with kids. So when we're talking about having a spine, um, we're talking about what are your routines like? We do a lot with transitions during the spine. We talk about, you know, your daily schedule and how to be mindful of that. We talk about behavior a little bit. We always say we could have developed a 12-hour training just on behavior, for sure. And then we really talk a lot about, you know, really knowing where you're going. Do you know our early learning guidelines and how do you reach those with intention? So that's where that spine piece is. And then the final part of the series is the brain. Uh, and when we prepare people for the brain, we say, please eat your Wheaties, because this is where you might actually feel like, whoa, I'm having to stretch my thinking on how to intentionally interact with very little kids in a way that's promoting higher order thinking skills. And what does that look like? We talk a lot about language. We talk about capitalizing on teachable moments, but also still being mindful of part of the joy of your job is just sometimes being in the moment with children and remembering that, yes, we want to promote higher order thinking skills, but we still want to have enjoyable moments with young kids. That's why you signed up for doing what you do. Um, and then we really try to kind of plan intentional ways to promote problem solving, experimenting. We started a new part in the brain where we talk a lot about open-ended play and loose parts and what that looks like. That's been super, that's my newest favorite. You know, I've talked to you, Trace, about that. Like that's my most favorite new passion project, I would say, is learning more about loose parts. Super fun. Me too, Kelly. We added that in and just the way it's been used. Um, I've been seeing it in used in programs now as I travel across the state. I've had people, we've had people reach out to us looking for more ideas of how to add these loose parts. And one of the best parts about this training, um, I'm going to say right now, is it's free. <laughs> Colleen explained all of these different topics that we hit on. It is 12 hours of professional development. It is free to everyone across the state who wants to join. And we get so excited about loose parts. That's something we've added in there within the last, what, six months, Colleen? Yeah. And uh, you guys get a great little gift at the end when you finish the training. So there's so many benefits. Not only are you working with your peers across the state, learning new information, but it is free to you. You are getting that professional development. And as a thank you for what you do for the children and families you serve, you do get that gift at the end. 
And we didn't even mention, I feed you a little medicine at the end of each of the series sessions with self-care. We get really real about what that is. We're careful about our wording so you don't ever feel bad about your self-care. And our goal is to really empower you so you feel more in control of your self-care or at least aware of it. So I think that's been another that's, you know, that's my favorite part. I love, love, love talking about that with um, early childhood professionals for sure. And so, it's an important part. And I'm glad that you touch on that because you do such, you are very passionate about that self-care and you do it in such a respectful way that it helps people realize how easy this can be in their daily life. It is easier if you, if you can kind of be, if you can be nice to yourself about it, I feel like it is easier. If you beat yourself up about your self-care, then it feels not great. And it's not really self-care then. It's like, it's negative self-talk. So anyway, I won't get going down that rabbit hole. You know, I will go into a whole thing. We'll save that for it. We're actually going to talk about that at the end about what you two do for self-care. So you're kind of setting me up for in a minute here. But Kelsey... You're a director. You have a huge team. You have a lot of staff that you're helping to support. So we love when groups of folks come together into the training. You definitely don't have to, but your group was one that you guys kind of came as a big, large group into one of our online Zoom cohorts. So tell us a little bit about First of all, why? Why did you choose to join the Whole Body Classroom series? And then I want to know if you saw any benefits, like did it help? Did it give you a little pep in your step? Like we want to hear straight from you. Yeah. So I think that first cohort, we had like six of us, six or seven of us, which is actually a small group from Mm -hmm. our center. Um, But we, we found it through our Rooted in Relationships cohort. Um, Myself and one other person that went through, we're third years in the Rooted program, and they gave us flyers about the whole body. And when you see free, you're like, yes, please, because we (laughs) have a small budget, as most child care centers do. Um, So I decided, like, let's send as much, as many people as we can. Um, So the benefit has really been just kind of just more resources and more spitballing with other professionals. Like how can we implement some of these social emotional things into our classrooms? How can we build those better relationships? How can we have better relationships with one another and to go back to the self-care, but that's been a huge thing in our center too, both with our teachers, but also our kids. So that's kind of the benefit that we have seen so far. I love that you mentioned that it was referred from a different, you know, entity here in Nebraska from Rooted. So let's talk a teeny bit about that. When we're developing this training, we developed it with best practice in mind. And we always like to mention, I'm a trainer for several different tools, several different things. And there's always this commonality that kind of will show up in many of the different observational tools or trainings that we have 
here in Nebraska. And people might be like, well, that's from blah, blah, or that's this, or that's that. And yes, they might correlate, but really what matters most is it's all best practiced. We're talking the same talk because it's research-based. It's not like, well, Tracy and Colleen think that relationships matter. That's not, it's developed with this early childhood research and theory. And really, even in the whole body classroom, we talk and give a little bit of taste on developmental theory and our, you know, our theorist that we like to bring up Maslow and Bloom, for example, we talk about them and kind of give people maybe an intro to that or for you know, folks who have been doing this job for a long time or might have fancy letters after their name, they might have already heard and studied those theorists, but it doesn't matter. I think that's the other value that I have seen as a trainer and maybe I'm missing it, but it doesn't matter if you have fancy letters after your name or not when you come to the whole body classroom training, because what we're trying to do is validate you build community within our state, encourage you, support you, give this platform of what you said, Kelsey, resources. I love that you mentioned self-care and really thinking about, you know, if we are doing rooted and then we go to something like this, full body classroom, even making those correlations between the two, it's just going to make you more intentional, like with how you use it. Yeah. And I think that constant exposure, that overlapping of the things helps cement it even more. So Mm -hmm. I have a teaching certificate and, you know, recently got that, but all of it was things that I learned in school, but it like, it wasn't practical. And so I think the whole body classroom really made it practical um, using Maslow for instance, like, what do they need? What do they need when they're crying, screaming on the floor and they can't communicate with you? You know, you can use that principle so much more. You just made Tracy and I's whole year by saying that the whole body classroom made it practical. (laughs) Yes, you did. You're welcome. (laughs) You made our whole entire year, my for sure. Like that makes me so happy to hear that because it really, you know, the other thing I find funny, maybe funny is not the right word, but interesting with PD or professional development is you will always get out what you put in. And I'm guilty of this too. Like I still go to professional development. That's important to have this growth mindset, get better, learn new things keep up on current trend and all that, all the things. But if I go into a session with a bad attitude or a feeling of somebody's making me do this, what I get out of it is so different versus if I go in with an attitude of, you know, this might be stuff I already know, but it makes me feel good to be able to connect with others in my community. And even if I can get one or two things out of the training that's a success to me. So do you, do you agree? Do you feel that? Yeah. A lot of PD. (laughs) Oh, I have so much, but also that affirming, like, you know, the burnout is so real right now, post COVID it's been so rough and we just are constantly questioning, are we doing the right things? Yeah. And so going to whole body, like, 
my staff and I, we talked about it. Like, I feel affirmed. We're doing the things, maybe not perfectly, but we're doing the things we're supposed to be doing. Everything is okay. We're not as bad as we think we are. Uh, Tracy, talk to her about that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it does. Hold on. Excuse me. It, it that seriously does make our year. And when we really started thinking about this, as Colleen said, and I mentioned already, we want to give strategies that can be implemented right away. And I love what you said, Kelsey, of we may not be doing it perfect, but we're doing the right things. And that is the mindset. And that is that affirmation to say, okay, what's our next step? Like, what else could we add to what we are already doing? And it's our hope through the stories that we share the ideas, the strategies, all of those resources. I know you mentioned there's there's a lot of resources that are available to you as you go through this training. So I guess I would be curious, Kelsey, like what was your biggest takeaway or uh, biggest change you saw in your program? Um, I think our biggest change was probably how we approached children and families. So <laughs> with a little more grace, but also that education mindset, like helping families to understand where we're going so that we can partner with them more. I think that's honestly been our biggest change. We've added newsletter articles. I remember leaving, I think it was the heart class and I, we were due for a family newsletter and I like busted out something (laughs) about something. I don't remember. I'd have to go back and look, but I know that we've really implemented that, but it's also changed how we approach the behaviors, the challenging behaviors in the classroom, and also challenging behaviors between staff too. Um, It's all focused on kiddos, but I can't say enough about how it's changed how we approach our coworkers also. Yay, because we intentionally talk about that in the, I believe the spine, it comes out in the self-care piece about a part of self-care is really setting limits with negativity in your workplace and you get to decide what type of work environment as a group you're going to kind of create and implement. And it's hard when you work a stressful job, it's real easy to fall into that kind of trap of complaining, lamenting, especially complaining about families or certain kids or each other. Sometimes we tear each other down. So, Ooh, I love that you said that's changed a little. Yeah, it's it's been a huge culture shift. Yay! Uh, That's so great, Kelsey. I love that you are kind of reflecting on the self or reflecting on the PD because here's the other deal. As a trainer, I feel this a lot. And I'm sure, Tracy, you might too. Like there's only so much we can do. We give the training. We try and support. We try and allow you to build community and all of that. And, you know, share your ideas and resources as well. But then after that, there's not much Tracy and I can do. Like we don't know if after you graduate whole body classroom or even if you've only taken a few sessions, we don't know or have any control over if you go back and even reflect on that, or if you write a newsletter based on, you know, trying to build relationships with your families. Uh, so I think that the there's always step two after completing any sort of professional development. So just hearing you talk about that, Kelsey, that you guys are reflecting and you have noticed a difference that just, it's so great to hear that. 
I think that when we're looking at the whole body classroom as an option here in Nebraska, it does come with challenges. I think let's talk, go ahead and talk about the elephant in the room. Like this is a 12 hour training. When we are providing this online in the evenings, talk to me about working all day and then coming to PD in the evening. Oh, it's so tough sometimes, you know, because depending on how many, how big of a shift you have, like we work anywhere from eight to 10 hours in our center. Um, I'm prop, I live at my center, so that's totally different topic. Um, but I have five little kids. So trying to, you know, get them ready for bed and Mm -hmm. make supper and do all the things before the class starts, or while the class is going around, I think my niece was in my lap for a couple of them. Um, So that gets to be a little challenging, but that's the nature of Zoom too. I think being able to step away in the in-person makes it so much easier, Um, but it is challenging. And I think, I think that's the worst part of any professional development. Yeah, the the timing of it is hard. I want everyone listening to know that there are options. For example, you definitely can join a cohort that is via Zoom in the evenings. We're trying different dates to make sure that we're accommodating lots of different people. But if you are interested in a whole body classroom in person, you this is not a guarantee that you can have this happen, but you can request to Jenny Fleming and say, hey, we notice in our area, we have a large number of teachers who we would love to do this during our PD days, if that exists <laughs> for you, or we're really interested in this date, but we want to do it in person. That still is an option. I just want to make sure everyone knows it. the availability of that is variable and depends. Um, but please know that that is still an opportunity or an option. So yeah, the doing PD after work and all day is a little bit brutal. We do try to accommodate and be sensitive to that. We do know that all of our attendees have already had a full day and we try to engage you in a way where you feel like you can be engaged and still have a little bit of downtime too. <laughs> so um, yeah, it's tricky, huh? Yep. <laughs> yep. Tracy, uh, do you have any final thoughts kind of on the whole body classroom in general? Like what I, I shared, like, I think the biggest for me, like, breakthrough or thing that I loved the most that I didn't think of was really developing community across the state. What am I missing? What else? Oh, I'm having a hard time coming up with anything else, Colleen. I think you got it pretty well covered. Yeah. I love that we've been able to um, serve as many folks as we have. I also love that we were able to make it a free training. That matters to me. You know, Colleen, something I would like to just kind of point out to is how we want, I think I kind of mentioned this at the beginning of how we wanted to be able to reach everyone working with young children. So if whether it's just been awesome to me to see the variety of different people that come through the training. So we see everything from owners of programs. We see directors like we have Kelsey here today. We have teachers. We have paraprofessionals. We have um, the floaters in the classrooms. Mm -hmm. 
be a family child care provider. So this really is for everyone. This is not for one group. Um, we've really tried our best to incorporate all of those different settings. Um, we are being thoughtful and mindful of that as well moving forward and just trying to make sure that we do, everybody feels included within this training. So right now we are in the development of just adding some more for family child care providers so they see themselves within the pictures and the videos that we show. So I think it's cool how this continues to evolve based on the needs of the communities and all of the early childhood professionals across the state. Yep, it keeps changing. I will say that. And it is changing based on what you all are saying are your needs. And we do read those evals and adapt and are constantly, Tracy and I are adjusting. So I think that's something to bring up. And, you know, in season one of our podcast, I interviewed Danita Julius and she said something that stuck out to me that I feel like, oh, this is so important to think about. And it it seems to ring true when we do whole body classroom across the state. It's my peers across the state are not my competition. They are my colleagues. They're not my competition. They are my colleagues. And we are so much better when we can work together, when we can have family providers join, when we can have directors, have teachers, have, we've even had some uh, public school teachers have joined, preschool, public school has started to come on. And that's fun too, because we really are just so much better together. So I, I love that you brought that up, Tracy. That's super important. Okay, this is the final little part that we've been ending our podcast with this season. If you say to me, don't make me share about this, you can tell me that. Tracy might tell me that. (laughs) (laughs) We are ending each episode talking a little bit more about self-care. We're trying to make this also a self-care space for our providers. So can you both share, maybe you don't have to go into detail if you don't want to, and I'm going to ask Kelsey to go first, but can you talk to our listeners a little bit about maybe anything you do for self-care or why you see it as valuable or why does it matter? Um. Ooh, so my self-care largely consists of going to the gym and listening to true crime podcasts. Yes. Um, <laughs> um, but I also, after taking a couple different classes and I think, I think there was something in this one with meditation, mm-hmm. um, but I took another class about meditation and mindfulness and I have honestly started incorporating that into some of my days. Like, um, one day, you know, we all have those days where everything goes wrong. Like nothing goes correct. Everyone is crying, staff included. Um, so I found myself with my earbuds underneath my desk, like listening to a mindful breathing class thing, podcast, I don't know, five minute, whatever. And that honestly has been huge, just that deep breathing. Mm-hmm. Um, but honestly, probably more so than not, it's the gym. And, you know, the crime, true crime, true crime. I love that, Kelsey. And I, I like that you shared that about the breathing because we try and teach our kids to breathe, but sometimes we're not breathing right, <laughs> or, right. you know, we're not regulated and we can't help them regulate that kind of thing. That's a really good example of a real life way 
to get yourself regulated under your desk at work. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I love that. That's awesome. True, true crime podcast, gym and meditating. What yeah. about you, Miss Tracy? What do you do? What do you want to say about self-care? Well, I love like Kelsey just said, because something I've been focusing on recently for self-care is to rather than make excuses for things we know we like to do or need to do, just make time for them. So what Kelsey's talking about of if you're talking about everything is on fire in your program, like everybody's crying, everybody's having a bad day. You knew at that moment, like I can, it'd be really easy to make the excuse to say, I don't have time for this. I got to go put out this fire. But so that's been my focus recently is just reminding myself that there is plenty of time in the day to do the things that I enjoy. Um, I'm with you, Kelsey. The gym is my go-to. Um, that is for my mental state. <laughs> if, if I miss a day at the gym that I plan on going to or something comes up or I miss it, it's I just feel it inside of myself. So getting on the treadmill, running as fast as I can is going to get all I think of nothing else at that moment. <laughs> nothing else of my day matters once I'm in the gym and just have that time to myself and make that time for myself. And she can run really fast. <laughs> like everyone try. Yeah, I'd, rather, I'd rather hit or lift heavy. <laughs> that works too. That gets your heart rate up just as much sometimes I think, but uh, these are good examples. Thanks for sharing what you do for self-care that gives other people validation, feeling like, Oh, I do that too. Or I enjoy true crime podcasts too. That recharges me. So those are great examples. And thank you both for joining and just being real, especially Kelsey, I just, I appreciate you taking the time to be with us. We really appreciate your support with sending your staff through. It's just been great being able to connect with you. And I don't know that we would have ever formed this connection otherwise. No, it's been super fun. Uh, so we appreciate you very, very much. And we appreciate you listeners as well. So thank you, everyone, for spending quality time with us. Please join again as we chat about future topics to support our Nebraskan providers on their journeys with Step Up to Quality. Until next time, bye-bye.